Hello and welcome to Bar Chat Shorts. These shorter podcast episodes are drawn from my longer conversations with guests and focus on parts of our discussion that I found particularly interesting or useful. I picked this clip from my longer discussion with the behavioural scientist Steve Martin, who shared some fantastic practical techniques that can be used to improve customer experience, get your message across and even perhaps attract a larger tip. Let's imagine... I'm a waiter. Um, I look young. I look fresh-faced. Perhaps don't carry this sort of weight of um, experience and knowledge. What can I do to improve the experience of a customer and be persuasive and suggestive in in you know in their experience and and, and sell what I need to sell? Yeah, that's a good question. What can you do if you don't have that repository of fame or position or you know expertise what can you do well you rely on us another aspect of uh, the messenger research and, and, and influence process which is instead of pointing out your status which you don't have your know, status is typically those things that are associated with being rich and famous being competent you know these kind of things you 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 signal your connectedness this um an interesting topic, uh, discussion, a long-held discussion that's been going on in the business and sales world for, for many, many years. And it turns out that there's a received wisdom that is actually misplaced. Um, you look in sales manuals, you look in training manuals in, in you know, not just the service industry, but any sales industry. And they say, the first rule of selling is to get your customer to like you. Okay. If you can do that, you're in a position of persuasive power. Turns out that's not true. Oh. Turns out... That's sad. There's, there's <laughs> something even more powerful that you can do. And it's not to get your customer to like you, but instead to first find something likable in your customer. Uh. Now, that on the surface sounds just a little kind of change of words but it's not it's it's anything but subtle it's fundamental think about and do you it. mean like actually paying a compliment or do you mean pay just... a compliment yeah pay a compliment look for something likable in them and signal it and there's a fundamental reason why this is more does, powerful. Does that not just link to them getting that getting them to like you though because if you pay someone a compliment they tend to like you right yeah but think of the order it's 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 me I'm not getting you to like me. What I'm doing is I'm taking the first step. It's, mm -hmm. it's all about the first step. And here's the reason why it's important. There's no reason why you should say yes or be persuaded or listen to someone simply because you like them. No reason at all. But there's a fundamental reason why you would want to say yes to someone that you know likes you. Because people that like you typically have your best interests at heart. They are the people that are going to make recommendations that are the right ones for you. They're the people that are actually going to say, do you know, tonight, the fish isn't as good as it normally would be. I'd make a recommendation that you have this instead, or you know, you know, we, we're, this would be a better choice for you mm. tonight. It's, it's that. It's, it's look for something likable in that person or that group that you're looking to engage and connect and influence and persuade with first. Don't get them to like you. Look for likability. 
Anyone can do that, regardless of their status, regardless of how rich or famous they are, regardless of their experience. All of us can do that. That would be my first recommendation. That's a strong one. I like that. For each new customer, or even not new customer, you know, returning customers, just as important, if not more so, uh, you know, find a compliment, find a common ground um, to sort of commence that conversation. Is there anything you can speak to in terms of body language and, you know, how we actually speak, pauses and things like that, and how that can be a sort of effective tool for communication? Well, I can. I, I Admittedly, I'm not an expert in, in body language. You mentioned pauses. Pauses are interesting. The, the fact that you pause before you say something might influence people to lean in a little bit more and listen I literally to you. almost hit the microphone then just as you yeah, paused yeah uh, <laughs> next so 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 that can be useful secrets are typically persuasive um, information that is not well known uh, or is not available to everyone is is always persuasive. That's the moment when when people really do lean in. You know, to you know, welcome and uh, actually before you take a look at the menu, here's something that I haven't had a chance because I've just started my shift to tell everyone quite yet. But we we genuinely have this ingredient in today, or we have this available today. Those are moments when people are are, are likely uh, to lean in to others um, and, and, and listen, especially to what they say. So in that instance, it is about the pause before you deal with that case. So, so that's important. I, you know, there's, there's good research in the body language literature. You know, I've seen, for example, you know, research that shows that, uh, you know, if you're particularly tall, kind of crouching down, so you're on the level with, uh, uh, you know, a customer or a group that's sitting at a table, so you're not standing and, and overbearing them. You might, in certain instances, want to do that if you want to command some sort of authority and expertise. But if you want to play the kind of connectedness card, you might want to uh, kind of just uh, crouch down a little bit so you're at that same kind of eye level. Even things that, again, this is back to the environment. I've seen research that shows that uh, even the shape of the tray that you bring the check and the bill on can have an influence over uh, how much tip someone will leave, for example. Uh, there's, there's research that shows that, uh, uh, I mean, typically in the main, if people buy by credit card rather than by cash, uh, they, they typically are more likely to give a tip. Uh, uh, we call it the pain of paying. Anything you can do to take away that pain of paying. And cash is a very overt and salient signal of pain of paying, whereas a credit card is not. <clears throat> But I've also seen research that shows that uh, waiters and waitresses that brought checks on a tray that was heart-shaped got larger tips, generally, over the course of a shift than if they put the uh, tip down on a tray that was square or was uh, oval or circular. That kind of cartoid shape uh, kind of created, I guess, in someone's mind, a, a sense of kind of heartfelt connection and, and that had an effect so there's lots of us this this literally Christian I mean <clears throat> we don't have the time today but there's hundreds of these little you know small things that we can do uh, in our businesses that are you know cheap super easy to do 
can become part of our rituals, part of our routines. Oh, I, I th I'd like to think I'm too cynical to be won over by a heart-shaped tip tray, but maybe I'm actually, maybe it would force me to tip more than uh, I would normally. Um, <laughs> well, for most people, it's outside of the conscious awareness. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and the one thing I think is really important to say here is, is that all these things that we've talked about, and perhaps some others, they're not 100% effective. Mm. They're not, it's not the case I would never, ever say, do this and it will work 100% of the time. Absolutely not. What I'm describing here are, are small, subtle shifts in the way you communicate with people, the way you present your offers, the way you engage with others, that scaled up can have a demonstrable effect. They, do they work every time? No, of course they don't. There's, there's no... If there was a surefire way to persuade 100% of the people 100% of the time, someone would have found it by now. Um, it simply doesn't exist. So it's these little things around the edges that can make, uh, you know, when scaled up, some significant difference. Thanks for listening to this Bar Chat short. If you liked it, be sure to check out the full conversation with Steve, which is packed full of useful tips to help you get heard. And don't forget to rate and subscribe. Subscribe.